Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And if you want to go beyond this podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com where you can attend our online networking events, you can get support, you can study our vegan marketing course and just be part of a wonderful community of vegan business people. And I'm always really grateful to our members because they are the people who mean that we can keep recording this podcast every week and putting out all our content, our interviews, and just generally doing everything we can to support vegan business. And as part of that support, I was recently asked a really interesting question. And I love those interesting questions. You know, the ones that I haven't really answered before. The sort of questions that I can't just send someone a link to an article we've written. Because when someone asks me one of those questions, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I should record a podcast on that. And that's why we're here today. Because the question I was asked was... How much money should I be spending on my marketing? Now, at first glance, that seems like a really obvious question because maybe you're planning out a business and you want to know how much you need to budget each year for marketing costs. Or maybe you want to know what a reasonable percentage of your turnover would be to put back into your marketing. And surely there's a recommended percent that companies allocate to marketing and advertising. And as it turns out... Yes, there is. And I know because I googled it. And the answer is 5 to 8% of your turnover should be put into marketing. The answer is also 2 to 5% of your budget should be put into marketing. And would you know it, the answer is also 20 to 30% of your turnover should make up your marketing. Now, I know, I know. That's Google for you. But it just goes to show, right at the start of this conversation that we're having, the answer to that question depends on who you ask. And I would say that anyone who puts a blanket figure on how much you should be spending on promoting your business simply doesn't understand marketing. Because the truth is, I've run six-figure businesses where I've spent close to zero on marketing costs. I've also been involved with other companies that were spending £10,000 a month on Google pay-per-click advertising to generate £20,000 a month worth of sales. And what this tells us is what you need to spend on marketing. It's not linked to your business turnover. What you spend should be based on one simple question. How much do you need to spend to generate the sales you need to be successful? And this is where, especially if you're new to business, that the excitement of being a vegan entrepreneur hits the wall of reality, which is having to know your numbers. And I'm really sorry. I wish I could just give a simple answer to this question. One like, you should plow 10% of what you make back into your marketing. But that would just be really bad advice. Because if you know the figures of your business 
inside out and you've already proved a marketing strategy where you know that for every pound you put into your advertising you get three pounds worth of business back then in that case you should be putting every single penny you have into your marketing budget or until you've at least generated as much business as you can handle. And I've worked with businesses in that exact situation. I worked with an ethical bathroom company who had built up such a good Google pay-per-click campaign linked to such a good landing page, which in turn fed through to such a good customer consultation and sign-up process that all they had to do was max out the budget on their pay-per-click campaign until the company's order books were full for the next six months and then they'd just turn it off again. Now, that's easy, right? Well, what that story doesn't tell you is the two and a half years that they spent getting that system working the way it did, over five years before that, that the company spent developing its products and a really unique customer consultation system. Or it doesn't tell you about the money that they spent testing other marketing, like doing really expensive home building shows and eco fairs before they found the system that worked. Or the local radio adverts that they took out that they couldn't really tell if they were working or not. And if you're sat down now, trying to put a figure in the column on your spreadsheet titled marketing budget, how do you put together a budget that would cover all of that? And that is the key thing that I really want you to take away from this discussion today, because I've talked to people who have spent their retirement fund on setting up a business before it even launched. They have sunk eye-watering amounts into developing tech systems and platforms before they even got a single paying customer. They have spent a lot of money on creating a company that is, in many respects, just a bet. And it can be heartbreaking because the reality is until you actually get your product or your service into the hands of paying customers and see how they use it, how they connect with it and start getting feedback until then, it is just that a bet. You are betting your savings, your maxed out credit card or your old age pension pot on a hunch that people will buy what you're setting out to sell. Now, the only time you should invest money in a business is to scale up something that you have already proven is working. And you should do that so you can make it work bigger and better. If not, you are simply placing a bet on how you think customers are going to act and what they want. So before you go off and have that bespoke tech platform built, have you first tested the idea using free software like Slack or even just a Facebook group to prove that people actually want what you think they do? Before you spend thousands of pounds buying manufacturing equipment so you can make hundreds of units of your new product a day, have you already tried just selling 10 units first at your local vegan fair and get people's feedback on why they bought it. Again, only spend money to scale up something that you've already proven is working. Because I guarantee if you don't, you would probably get just as good odds at making a return on your investment as taking that money and betting on the outcome of your team's football match at the weekend. And this applies to both building your business, but also knowing how much money your advertising and marketing will cost you. Now, 
The wonderful thing about the world we live in at the moment is everything is connected. Now, <laughs> you might hate this, and you might hate that companies can track what we do online and the fact that Facebook knows everything about us from what we like, how we interact with the adverts we see, and which of our friends that we actually like the best. But once you're on the other side of that fence, so once you're trying to sell something rather than trying your best not to buy something, you will be very grateful for how connected everything is. There's a very famous quote from American businessman John Wanamaker, who in the 1900s said, Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I just don't know which half. Had John been alive today, he'd have been able to tell exactly which marketing activity was driving his sales. He'd have been able to see how many people were clicking on his adverts and buying from his store. He'd have been able to see how many people stopped and watched his videos as they scrolled through their social media feeds. He'd have been able to see how many people had read his emails and what his conversion rate was. And even better, he'd have been able to use all this information to get rid of that half of his advertising that wasn't actually working. Because when putting money into marketing, you need to put enough money into it to get a result that you can learn from. But as technology gets smarter, the amount of advertising you need to do to see what is and what isn't working, that gets less every day. So if I'm testing a new Facebook advert, for example, I'll make sure that it's linked up to both a Facebook tracking pixel and Google Analytics so that I can see from both sides of the equation how many people are clicking on the advert and then what those people go on to do once they land on a website. And when I'm able to monitor that kind of information, I don't need to spend hundreds of pounds and just cross my fingers that we'll get a sale or someone will fill in a contact form. I can set a budget of, if I want, three to five pound a day and just run that for a few days and then look at the reports and see what is and what isn't working. And I know what you're thinking, because I'm in your ears, remember? And you're thinking that it's all right me saying all this, because I've worked in marketing. I'm fairly digital savvy, so I know how to do all this technical stuff. But I would say right back to you, you have noticed that we're living in the information age, right? If you can Google and follow the instructions to make aquafaba or oil-free hummus, you can follow the instructions of how to set up a Facebook tracking pixel on your website just so that you know if someone clicking on your advert then goes on to buy a product. And it's this perhaps really mundane stuff that makes the difference between successful businesses and those that spend a lot of time just shooting in the dark and flitting from one marketing idea to the next without really knowing what's working. The wonderful thing about digital marketing especially is that it's quantifiable, but your first attempts, they will rarely work. Now, I said earlier that if you're going to run a successful vegan business, that you need to know your figures. You need to know how much your product costs to make or your service costs to deliver. You need to know how much profit you need to generate and how much you can afford to spend to get each new customer. 
So if you sell a physical product, then you might just work this out per unit you sell. So for example, if after you've included all your costs, and I mean from ingredients to packaging to distribution costs, and your product costs you £5 to make, you'll want to make 100% profit on that. So you'll maybe sell your product for £12, because you know that on average you have to spend £2 on finding each new customer. And if that works out, then life is pretty good for you. But you might also know, because you know your customers inside out, and especially how they buy. So you might know that actually, each new customer doesn't just buy from you once, that they might buy from you, on average, five times over the next six months. So in that case, you could actually spend £10 on finding each new customer and you would make the same margins. Knowing and understanding these kind of things, it's really important. Because the difference from being prepared to spend £2 per new customer to being prepared to spend £10 per new customer, that is huge. And if you sell a product that costs a lot more money than that, then those numbers, they scale up with it. And that might go from being prepared to spend £20 from a new customer to £200 per new customer. And that really starts to frame your marketing decisions and how much you're willing to spend. But the reverse is also true. So if you're not keeping a close eye on your marketing spend, and it turns out that for every new product you sell, you spend £10 to sell it, but you only make £7 profit, then you're in trouble. Because remember, there's not really such a thing as breaking even on a product. If something costs you £5 to make and you manage to sell it for £5, then that's actually a loss in real terms. Because your business, you've got bills to pay, time's been spent, websites have to be paid for, food has to be put on the table. And if you're constantly selling your products at break-even, then it's not really a business yet. At best, it's a hobby. Now, I don't mean to sound harsh there, because lots of successful businesses start off in someone's spare room or a kitchen, and many more do start off as a hobby or a sideline. But I'll come back to our vegan business tribe mantra. It is not enough just to have a vegan business. You need to have a profitable and financially sustainable vegan business if you're going to make a difference. If you are not generating profit from what you do, you cannot keep doing it. You cannot help us move towards a vegan world if your business is not sustainable, profitable and successful. And this is why you really need to know how much you're spending on finding new customers and if it's working out or not. So let's do some more maths. Yay! Now, <laughs> trust me, out of you and me... I hate maths more than you do. Now, even if you absolutely recoil from anything to do with numbers, even if you can't add two single-digit figures together without using a calculator, I still hate maths more than you do. What I do love, though, is what being in control of your figures brings to your business, and especially when working out if your marketing is working or not. So, for example... 
Let's say that you're selling a consumer product, so something like a, a handmade, cruelty-free vegan soap, and you're looking to launch an e-commerce shop on your website. So you started out by selling it to your friends and family first, so you know that people like it. And this led you to go do some local vegan and ethical fairs where people loved it there also. Now, just to go off on a tangent for a second, if you'll let me, if you'd gone to your local vegan fair and no one had bought it, then stop. Don't just say, oh, well, let's try spending loads on a website and putting hundreds of pounds into online adverts instead. No. Again, remember what we said earlier. You only put money into scaling up something that you have already proved is working. If you can't sell something face-to-face to a stranger, then you won't be able to sell it online to them either. You need to go back and find out why people aren't buying it. Is it the product? Is it your price? Is it the fact that you've not convinced someone why they need it yet, that you've just worked out what the right message is that connects with your customer? Work out the answers to these questions first before you go and scale up and take it to a larger audience. But for this example, let's assume that you've already proven that people will buy your product. So you want to go online to reach more of these people. And as part of you spending time proving that there's an audience, you've also got to know the audience. So you'll have spoken to them and you know what kind of people they are. And because you've done this research, you maybe worked out that they're on Facebook because that's where they tend to follow your company. So you decide to try some Facebook adverts. But how much do you think is a good amount to spend? £50? £100? Maybe even put £500 into it and see what you get. Well, again, good luck. I'd take that money and put it on vegan football club Forest Green Rovers to win their next match because it will probably give you better odds. Before you decide on any budget amount, you should test first. So that £100 you're about to put into a Facebook advert just to see what you get, that could actually be a series of five tests at £20 a time from which you learn hard data about what your money is getting you. And this is something that I do all the time with any marketing. So, for instance, and we're going to go back to a little bit of maths here again, but if you set an advert going with a £10 budget and Facebook tells you that 22 people clicked on the advert, then you know that it's costing you 45 pence per person that you're sending to your website. But as we said before, this only gives you half the story. Because we also need to know if those people actually go on to spend money with you or to get in touch. And this is why I'm giving you such a hard time about having various different analytics set up on your website when you're doing digital marketing. Because using Facebook's tracking pixel, that might then tell you that out of the 22 people who clicked on your advert, three of them actually went on to buy. So in this example, it would have cost you £3.33 per sale or new customer. And if you do already know your figures, you'll be able to tell straight away if that's a good deal for you or not. If it is, brilliant. 
Put your budget up and see if the results scale with it. So, if £10 got you three sales, does £30 get you nine sales? And if it does, and that's all within your cost of sale budget, then you've hit marketing gold. And you should put all the spare money you have into that campaign for as long as it's given you those same results. Or, as I said earlier, for as long as you can handle the orders. The reality is, though, you are really unlikely to get this right on your first attempt. Now, you might get people clicking on your adverts and going to your website. In fact, you probably will. But you might find that none of those people are becoming customers. So pause the advert and change a parameter and test again. And this might be changing your targeting. So, for example, aim it just at people where you know there's a large vegan population or change the age of the people that you're showing your advert to. See if different people clicking on your advert makes a difference to what they do next. Or you might change which page on your website people land on. Send them direct to a product page instead of your homepage. Or maybe even create an entirely new page just for people coming from this advert. There is so many different things that you can test and then run the advert to see if you get a different result. Or you might run a series of adverts at the same time, each with a different image or a different product to see which one people click on the most. That £100 that you were just going to spend blindly and see what you get, you might have been able to run five different test campaigns using that money and learn really important information along the way. Now, I focus mainly here on digital marketing because as long as you put a little work in and perhaps move yourself out of your comfort zone to learn a few new technical skills, then digital it's just really measurable. It's no longer the case of knowing that only half your advertising is working, but not knowing which half. You know exactly what is working because you can track someone clicking on an advert to a sale in a basket. But even when you're doing real world, so non-digital and non-online marketing, use the same test, monitor and tweak approach to all your marketing spend. If you're spending to take a stall at an event, then set yourself goals for that event. And those goals might not just be sales. It might be the number of new people that you got onto your mailing list because you're trying to build up your audience. Or it might be how many people you got to enter your competition in return for following you on Instagram. Set yourself what we call KPIs or Key Performance indicators and measure the success of the event against them. Give people specific order codes to use so you can see how many people ordered from you after meeting you at an event. If you're a service business, make sure you tag each new contact that you make as someone that you met at that show and run a report six months later to see how many of those contacts became customers. Now, if you haven't done a trade show or a vegan fair before, then start out with the smaller ones. Try ones that cost you maybe £100 to have a stand at them and evaluate the results against the goals that you set. And again, if they work and if the investment you've made meets the goals that you've set or it's ticked all your key performance indicators, then you know 
that if you attend a show that costs a couple of thousand instead of a couple of hundred, and you have a stand where you reach a bigger and more targeted audience, you are likely to get even better returns. What you shouldn't do is attend your local vegan fair, get nothing out of it, and then say, you know what, if I spend thousands of pounds on attending a huge expo, that'll work instead. Because it won't. You will be scaling up zero, which will get you exactly zero in return. Prove that an investment of a couple of hundred pounds at a smaller show gets you results, and then scale that up, and the results should scale with it. And you can use the same approach for any non-digital or offline marketing. So, if you run a radio advert on your local station, include a special offer code so you know if new customers come as a result of that advert. Or pick a radio station in a specific region where you don't have any customers at the moment and just see if all of a sudden you start getting inquiries from that town or city. Take the small quarter-page advert first in a magazine before agreeing to take the back cover. Or even ask if they'll give you a discount on a test advert first and that you've then agreed to book for six months if you get a certain amount of inquiries from the trial. And as your business grows, so will your budgets. But you should never lose that startup testing mentality, no matter how established or how big your business gets. When you are more established or when you've got a bigger business, it just means that you've got the resources to really scale up the things that work a lot quicker. So, for example, maybe your £500 worth of testing on a Google pay-per-click campaign got some really good results. If you've got bigger budgets, that means that you can test if you get the same ratio by putting £1,000 into it. That works, so you decide to spend £1,000 a day. And that keeps working, so you decide to bring in some experts to optimise your adverts and your landing page, so you double the budget again, to the point where you're spending £50,000 a month on pay-per-click, and your business is growing like crazy, and you've got a whole team of experts monitoring and running your pay-per-click to make sure it continues to deliver. That's what you should use your bigger budgets for to scale up really quickly the things that you've proven work. And again, I've been there at businesses when that's happened. But again, it rarely happens on day one. Test, then scale what works. Test, then scale what works. You know that's important because I've just said it twice. And if something isn't working on small budgets, then it's probably not going to work on large ones either. So just because you've got the money in the bank to spend, it doesn't mean that you should. So let's come back to the original question, just to make sure that we're actually answering it. Because I know once I get going, I can go off on all sorts of tangents and different directions. So how much should you actually be spending on your marketing? Well, the answer is both as little and as much as you can. Now, I know that that sounds a little bit like a cop-out, but it's not about the actual amount that you spend. It's about where and how you spend it. If you're planning your business right now and you're sat staring blankly at the empty column in your spreadsheet that you've set up for your marketing budget, then you're setting out on a wing and a prayer. 
Would you launch a business selling handmade bicycles if you had no idea how much it cost you to make one? No, of course you wouldn't. You'd have already bought all the parts. You'd have perfected making them and worked out how long they took and how much each one cost. So why would you launch a business without spending the same amount of time working out how much it's actually going to cost you to get a customer? Because it might be that the cost of actually finding a customer means the whole business idea just doesn't work. And I've met too many people who didn't find that out until after they had launched or after they'd sunk their life savings into a business idea. They had worked out and tested everything except how much it was going to cost to get customers. There is no excuse for not doing this. We live in such an amazing age that even with limited technical knowledge, you can put up a one-page website to test getting people to it through some low-budget social media advertising or doing some pay-per-click. I've known people who have set up e-commerce pages for products that don't exist yet, just so they can test how much it costs to get people to that page and how much it costs to get a conversion. When someone clicks the add to basket button, instead of adding the non-existent product to a basket, it simply goes to a page which apologises saying it's currently out of stock or that it's not launched yet. And by monitoring how much each of these sales intentions costs, so how much does it cost to actually get someone to click that add to basket button, this gives them a good idea of how much they'll need to spend on their marketing. So how much should you spend on your marketing? Well, I would say you should be telling me that because you should have already tested it and you should know your figures. It might be 5% of your turnover. It might be nothing because your company already has momentum and it's got word of mouth. Or it might be that you need to plow 100% of your turnover every month back into your marketing because you've already proven that doing this will give you 200% turnover in the following month. There is no set figure and your marketing spend should not be linked to your turnover. Yes, big companies can spend more and on average probably do, but that's only to scale up what they've already proven works or to test a new idea and then monitor it closely to see what they get. One final point that I think is worth covering also is what if you don't have any money for marketing? Now, again, I've been there. Some businesses I've run, the only resources I had were my own two hands. And this isn't necessarily a problem because, especially when you've got a small business, time and money are pretty much interchangeable. You might not have the budget to get a professional web designer to make you a website, so you swap that budget for your time because you're going to have to learn to go out there and build one yourself. Maybe you don't have the money to bring in a pay-per-click expert to work on your campaign, but that just means that you need to budget the time to learn the basics yourself. Now, will the results of doing either of these things be as good as if you paid a professional? No. Probably not. 
but it will allow you to test and to prove something using your time first, not your money. All money does is give you a shortcut. But if you've not yet proven something, all that shortcut does is gets you to the wrong place quicker and you've paid for the privilege. So sometimes working out all this early stuff when you have to swap having a budget for your time isn't a bad thing because it means when you do have the money, you'll know that you're spending it in the right places. Okay, as always in these sessions, I like to wrap up by going over some of the main points of what we've just learned because sometimes it's that one takeaway point of advice that makes a real difference to your business. So let's run through them. Point one, there is no recommended percent of your turnover that you should put aside for marketing. There might be an average that businesses spend on marketing, but the average, that should never be a goal. Point two, the only time you should invest money into your business is to scale up something that you've already proven is working. If not, you're simply placing a bet on how you think customers are going to act. Point three, it's not the 1900s anymore. If you can Google and follow the instructions to make Aquafaba, then you can follow the instructions of how to set up a Facebook tracking pixel. And trust me, the tracking pixel is easier. Point four, you need to know not just your figures, but your customers. You need to know how much each new customer is likely to be worth to you beyond their original purchase. So then you know how much it's acceptable to spend on acquiring them. Point five, there is no such thing as breaking even on a product. With everything else considered, breaking even usually means you're making a loss. Point six, digital marketing is quantifiable. It's why we love it so much. But your first attempt will rarely work. You need to use that quantifiability. You need to test, tweak, and then test again. And you can often do this with micro budgets. Seven, even when you're doing real world or offline marketing, use the same test and tweak approach to all your marketing spend, be that for attending events, taking out magazine adverts, or even doing radio and TV. Point eight, you wouldn't launch a business without first finding out how much it costs to make your product. So why would you launch a business without first working out how much it's actually going to cost to get a customer? And point nine, if you can, prove something using your time first, not your money. All money does is give you a shortcut. But if you've not proven something, all that shortcut does is gets you to the wrong place quicker. And that is it. And wow, we've been through some stuff in this one. But as always, if you enjoy learning about this more in-depth kind of stuff, then go take a look at the marketing course on the Vegan Business Tribe website. It's part of our monthly membership and it's written entirely from a vegan business point of view. Sometimes all you need is a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of advice with your business to make all the difference. At other times... 
all you need is a bit of enthusiasm and a bit of support and some positivity thrown in there too. And if you head over to veganbusinesstribe.com, then you'll find plenty of that there and especially at our online events. So thank you so much for your time today. Now, you know that I always really appreciate you giving up your time to listen. And if you want to help support our mission to help move the vegan business world forward, then please do just give this podcast a subscribe. Or if your platform lets you, then leave a review to let other people know how useful you found it. And if you go to the website, you can even share episodes directly with any other vegan businesses that you think might find the information you listened to today really useful too. So thank you for listening and I will see you on the next one.